The Doors get two more portal commits. To add to their signing class, they get two difference makers. These guys are exciting. This is Locked on Vandy. Let's go. You are Locked on Vandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Vandy podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Thanks for making Locked On Vandy your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That is your team every day. Speaking of you everydayers, thank you if you are. And uh, let's find a way to make you guys multiply so that we have a large group of everydayers. But we're we're still building here at the Locked On Vandy podcast. We're just about to conclude week number two. So happy Friday, everybody. And uh, let's let's get into it. But before we do that, today's episode is presented by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty percent off on your first purchase. Well. As we were wrapping up National Signing Day, Thursday rolls around and two more portal commits join the mix. The doors get two more portal commits, and these two guys are going to be monsters, difference makers, stars, right? You get FCS defensive back Marlon Jones from Eastern Washington. Uh, he's got one year of eligibility left. He factors in. He's going to be a difference maker, and you get Jeremiah Dillon, Wide receiver from Ole Miss. He's a force. He was a four-star recruit coming out of high school. Uh, he's going to add some things for the Commodores. So let's start with Marlon Jones. He commits from Western Michigan. This is again, this is a monster pickup because he's a guy that is going to add a lot of depth and a lot of playmaking ability to your secondary. He was first team All Big Sky, which in the FCS level. Is in a is a legitimate conference, right? It it is the Missouri Valley is the the standard for all of FCS, but the Big Sky uh, is also uh, a, a premier conference there because you have Eastern Washington, Weber State, the Grizz, Montana, uh, Montana State, and you have um, UC Davis. You know those schools right there. I mean, all of those schools. Are, are constant fixtures in the SCS playoffs and difference makers uh, at that level. Uh, so this is, like I said, this guy is is first team. He was third team all big sky in 22. He's first team this past season. He had 35 tackles, three picks, and seven PBUs. Two of his picks were pick sixes. He had offers from Oregon State, Colorado, Purdue, Washington State, and Houston as well. I'm sure he was going to pull others, but he is going to make the big jump to the SEC. Now, again, with Clark Lee taking over the defense, I think a lot of people saw what happened at Notre Dame when Clark Lee, the last time Clark Lee ran a defense, right? Now, Clark Lee was Clark Lee has been busy running the whole team as CEO, rightfully so. But he's going to get his hands back on the defense and the defensive play calling. So I that that unit should improve just just by that fact right there, because that's why Clark Lee is in this position that he's in now, is because he was a stellar DC at Notre Dame, got them into a couple of playoff appearances, couldn't quite get over the Alabama hump or the Clemson hump. But uh, again, 
was was really really good. Vandy thought they could take a shot on him, and now you're starting to see some of these defensive portal guys saying, "Okay, well, um, that's a good scheme. You're playing in the SEC. Okay, maybe I have a chance at showcasing my skills for the league. Like I, I got if if you want to be the best, you have to play in the best league, and this is this is your opportunity." So Marlon Jones again um, has a knack for the big play, and just and I plant like this was kind of a surprise commit. So I'm, I'm going to kind of watch him and break him down a little bit further, but uh, I think he's, he's projected to be a starter and I, I'm looking forward to him and Colby Taylor, Colby Taylor again, coming in at six, four, you can't teach height. Um, and he's a little bit more raw, but I, I think Marlon Jones can, can provide some much needed leadership at that position, some mentoring for some of these young guys, some of these young guys coming in the, the Savalo, uh, steel guys um, that are coming in. Uh, like their feels like their whole secondary is coming, but uh, he's like I said, this guy's going to provide a lot of leadership, a lot of playmaking ability, and and somebody that can get people where they need to get lined up, communicate the way you need to communicate, because that's the most important thing when you're looking at defense. You have to communicate, and that's why he's going to be a difference maker. That's why he's going to be a stud. You're going to see he'll probably have two or three pick sixes in the SEC. You're you're gonna see it. Like he he he's good. He can you know, and and I I can't wait to really dive into his film and just see just see how good he can possibly be. And with a corner, like you can't always judge it by the numbers, right? You can't say, well, he only had three interceptions. Well, as a corner, what if they don't throw to your side? It's hard to pick the ball off when when it's not coming your way, right? I mean, you can be you can be supremely talented and cover the entire width of the field to go get a ball, but. How do we like without really looking at the film? How do we know that he is being targeted enough to have more than three interceptions? Right, like that might be more of a compliment that his stats are that his pass breakup stats are a little bit lower because maybe they're not trying him. All right, but on the flip side of that coin, maybe you know there could also be the fact that he's given up a, a million and a half big plays, and, and we're not seeing that either. But I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the former rather than the latter. So. Um, I'm going to trust that Clark Lee's bringing in some playmakers. He's had a pretty good, pretty nice offseason with recruiting and portal guys and hiring an offensive coordinator and, and you know, doing the things he needs to do as the defense of coordinator slash head coach. Now, the thing I worry about is him losing sight of the head coaching role, trying to coordinate the defense. So hopefully he has somebody on staff that can really kind of help take a lot of the burden off of it to where he can kind of focus on the program as a whole, step in as DC when when it's appropriate, and then step away as head coach and leave it in the hands of the other guy uh, when that's necessary. So hopefully he can have some sort of kind of like what Kirby does. Like Kirby has Glenn Schumann, and you know Kirby's involved. He's not necessarily taking over defense play calling, but you know he's heavily involved. Probably something similar to that. So Marlon Jones, welcome to West End. Welcome to Dornation. Anchor down. All right. The next commit, Jeremiah Dillon. Wide six, uh, six. I don't know how tall he is. Uh, four star wide receiver from Ole Miss. Now, this is this is a great, great commit because Ole Miss has been known lately for their skill guys, right? And they've been known to pick up receivers. <laughs> he's a 6'1", 170. He's, he's from Mississippi. Like I said, was a four-star guy coming out of high school in the 2022 class. So still got a lot of time left. So 
this is going to be a really, really not like this. I think this portal transfer tra- transform this portal transfer lets you know that Tim Beck is for real. Like they're building something, right? They've got four really good quarterbacks. They got Keyshawn Johnson already in the boat. They've got three really nice freshman receivers coming in, and then you 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 pick up Jeremiah Dillon, and then the the, the couple guys that are already on campus that were uh, from last year's team. I mean, I, I think you're I think you're in really really good shape now at the wide receiver position. Uh, it, it was it was dominoes that I think needed to fall, and. I am kind of surprised that the dominoes fell in this in this uh, in this situation, or I guess in this direction is probably a better way to say it. But um, again, this guy has a lot of talent. Just probably had a hard time getting on the field at, at Ole Miss, and he needs somewhere where he can still play, and he needs to be in the SEC, or he wanted to be in the SEC. That's what, kind of what that's probably what what drove him here. Now he he redshirted, so. Maybe there's no stats, but again, the the guy's a four star for a reason. Like he's got talent. He ran a ten five hundred in, in in high school. The guy can the guy can move, man. Um, the guy can absolutely move. And so, anytime you get a a six one six two receiver, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for this. You got some really good playmakers um, on on the outside. I think Keyshawn Johnson. And and Dylan are going to make a nice pair uh, for for Nate Johnson in this offense. Tim Beck, again, I think had a lot to do with this to, with this pull, but you know just just the natural running ability and 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 the catchability and the ability to go up and just overall just make plays. And and honestly, he probably didn't get a chance to do that much at Ole Miss because Ole Miss at the wide receiver spot they recruit very very well. So. There's a chance that like you get guys without stats. Doesn't mean they're not good. Doesn't mean that we're taking their cast offs. It just means that hey, he couldn't quite get the opportunity. He's a gifted receiver, but he just couldn't quite crack through into the rotation. Kind of like Jackson Meeks going from Georgia to Syracuse. Like you're thinking, okay, oh, Syracuse gets some cast off Georgia receiver, but Jackson Meeks is um, coming out of Phoenix City, Alabama. Was uh, was really good, big physical receiver, and and so. Syracuse is getting a good one there. Not to uh, not to be locked on Georgia. I'm sure the locked on Georgia guys and the locked on Syracuse guys will tell you all about Jackson Meeks. But uh, for our sake, Jeremiah Dillon is probably in a similar situation. Just couldn't quite get the playing time, but is extremely physically gifted. Now I, I plan on d- taking a deeper dive into these two prospects, and I'll tell you uh, kind of how exactly I think they're going to fit into uh, these schemes. So two really exciting portal commits. Very, very cool. Let's, uh, man, it just keeps rolling, man. Again, getting two more, two more difference makers too. Uh, not just, not just dudes, not just roster fillers. These guys are difference makers and they're going to be, they're going to be good. And Vandy, I think will probably surprise some people now. Offensively, they're probably going to score some points now. That's my prediction in late December. That could change. Throughout the summer, spring, we could find out that all these guys are terrible, or 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 we could be like, or we could walk out of spring going, oh boy, got oh boy, we got some, we got something here. Hold on to your seats. You better start purchasing purchasing those premium seats in the north and south end zones when they finish that project. Just I'm gonna go ahead and say, 
Go on and get it. All right. Clark Lee might just be fine after all. After all of that, he might just be okay. When we come back, we're going to start talking. We're going to we're going to get back into the signing class, into the freshmen. I uh, just wanted to tell you uh, about these two that that just committed: uh, Jeremiah Dillon and Marlon Jones. Welcome to welcome to the club, guys. Welcome to the club. But we'll talk freshmen, offensive players next. All right, game time. Game time. So ticket buying experiences can be a hassle. I don't know if uh, finding last minute tickets is ever easy. I know it's never been easy for me. Uh, sometimes you end up just buying them from the dude on the street uh, that said on, a, on a, a cardboard box that he needs tickets or he has tickets. Um, so that's not a good experience either because you never know if you're buying a real thing. Well, don't, don't worry about that anymore right so your next big event game time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports music comedy and theater events near you they have killer last minute deals all in prices and views from your seat and their best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets so uh game time is easy to find then you can buy tickets for every kind of event in your area you can find comedy shows uh, view all seats from the venue, lowest price guarantee, event ca- cancellation protection, and job loss protection as well. So that's pretty cool. All right. Uh, game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals, sponsored deals on tickets for football, baseball, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick your section, and game time picks the seats. For an average of 18% savings as well. And the Game Time app guarantees you'll meet you'll means you'll always get the best price. So again, game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Wow. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Again, that's Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create your account. Redeem the code L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, welcome back. It is the Locked On Vandy podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Vandy your first listen each and every day. If you do make Locked On Vandy your first listen each and every day, I certainly, you are certainly... You're 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 a great person. You're a five star. You're a five star admiral. You're five, you're a commodore. You're a true commodore. You're an everydayer. That's what we're gonna call you. You're an everydayer. If you make if you make us your first listen every day, that makes you an everydayer. So when you're finished here, make your second listen locked on SEC. I was on there. You can go check out my my appearance and all the episodes that Chris Gordy does over at Locked On SEC. It's a great show. Phenomenal. And you don't want to miss it, but you don't want to miss this one either. So click this one first, then there, and then you can 
you can go through the the Locked On Network from there. So uh, great, great shows there. Zach Blackerby does a great job over there at Locked On Auburn. Stephen Willis, of course, crushing it on Locked On Ole Miss. So keep that in mind. Well, now we're going into our offensive signees. Now, what what do you have to know about these offensive signees? Now, right before, right, and this is what I was thinking right before these two portal commits came in. Vandy's going to have to lean heavily on the freshman skill players offensively. They've got some talent. They're going to have to factor in somehow. The linemen are going to have to, they're going to have to, they're going to get their growing pains because not a lot of depth, right? And Tim Beck will have to find ways to factor these guys in. Now, on the perimeter at the wide receiver spot, now you have Jeremiah Dillon and Keyshawn Johnson to kind of help ease the transition in for those guys, but the offensive lineman may not have as easy of a transition, and and uh, Johan Cardenas may uh, also may not have quite the transition that uh, these receivers could have. So you have Joseph McVay, Tristan Brown, and Marquise Barrett coming in at the wide receiver spot. Now, what what do I like about each of these guys? Now, when you look at Marquise Barrett, okay, I'm a big fan of his. Okay, he's coming from the Webb School in Knoxville, played in Division. See him, got to see him quite a bit um, because, uh, well, I coached in Division Two as well. I coached at Ensworth there for for a season, and it is uh, again, he's a playmaker. You know, he's an athlete. What I like about him is is he just has a knack for he high points the ball, which. You don't see a whole lot of high schoolers doing that. Man. He just he just high points it, and he has a knack for for finding it. Now he's 6'1", 170. Um, he's obviously getting the weight room, but he runs really really good routes. He can run by you, around you, and and, and whatever else in between. But he's just he's electric, man, and, and that's what I like about him. He's just he's just electric. He just make honestly just makes it happen with the ball in his hand, and he's somebody that you can you can get you can get the rock to and say hey. We need, hey, we we need we need eight yards on this play here. Catch this catch this fast screen and give me eight. He probably will get you eight. Uh, he has an act for finding space. He has a good understanding of the wide receiver position. It seems like, and he's he's just done some really really good things. And and I I, I liked him a lot. Um, and and seeing him operate at the web school against some better competition in some cases or a lot of cases in their in their region schedule. It gives you an idea of what he'll do at the next stage and how he'll fare. So he's quick, shifty, runs really good routes, and just dynamic and, and, and electric. So Marquise Baird, I think, will factor in huge. All right? I think he'll factor in huge. So um, the other wide receivers, you have Tristan Brown, right? He's from Houston. Now, he is he is somebody – he's a smaller slot guy. He's 5'10", 175 pounds, so he's – so you gotta you gotta think coming in. Okay, you better be fast. You got to be able to factor in from the slot. Now he can play on the outside as well. Don't don't let the size fool you. You know, and uh, dude's physical man. You watch his film and he, he he gets on you quickly, and he's not afraid to hit you. But uh, the the guy is also like Vanderbilt's signing some really electric receivers. I use that word a lot, and I, I don't want to overuse that word, but it's it's just the truth, right? He he's he's exciting. 
he's fast. He's quick. He makes plays. Like he he's in his highlights, he's just mossed two people so far. And he's about to go moss somebody else at 5'10. All right. He's running around Houston thinking he's somebody named Tank Dell. Small physical electric receiver. Obviously, plays in the NFL, not comparing him to Tank Dell, but maybe that's his style of, of play. But he he's I've seen him. Big play after big play after big play after big play. This is somebody you can get excited about, right? And I think if Tim Beck is who I think he is, he will be able to use these guys effectively, and he'll be able to get these guys integrated into the offense in a way that they'll contribute and contribute often and be very, very happy and be very, very explosive within this scheme. Uh, he's also somebody that can get on on special teams too, which which is what I like. So so Tristan Brown, really 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 good addition to the Vanderbilt Commodores. He can he can fit in a variety of places. Uh, he's somebody you can move around the formation, and I feel like he can handle that. So I'm 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 excited to get to get him into the mix and into the fold. So he he's going to be very very good, and I can't say enough good things about Tristan Brown now. Uh, you have also you have Joseph McVeigh. Now Joseph McVeigh is also somebody you should get really really excited about, right? And am I really going to say any of these guys are going to be a bust? No, because they're not here yet. I can't say they're a bust, right? Because they're not here yet. That would be unfair. That'd be very unfair of me to say, "Hey, these guys are a bust." You're a bust. No, you're a bust. We're going to talk about some offensive linemen here coming up soon, but. Um, I am I'm thinking I'm under the impression that these guys are going to be heavily leaned on, right? And I'm I'm under the impression that you're going to see what these guys are made of right away. No questions asked, right? No questions asked. So Tristan Brown, man, again, very very exciting player. Um Looking for the highlights of my guy. He is down here. He must have signed late. I've got there. I've got the highlights here, and it's I can't I can't find them. Maybe he doesn't have highlights. Whit Edwards is going to be a really good defensive end when we talk about defensive players. Um, I'm excited about him, but uh, yeah. So I guess uh, when when you look at um, so I guess. When you take into account that these guys have a little bit of a learning curve, this guy's from Arkansas, Joseph McVeigh. He has a little bit of a learning curve here, all right? But McVeigh is a bigger physical wide receiver, all right? He comes in at 6'2", 185. He'll probably play at about 200 pounds. So not overly tall, but but a big physical receiver that's going to be able to, to win the ball. And he can run too. He's not, you know, just because I say he's a big receiver doesn't mean he can't run. He can run, he can jump, he can do, he can do it all. And he's gonna run your he's gonna run you over too. Don't shy away from contact, which is what I love. And then we'll see how he blocks on the perimeter because he's gonna have to. But I just saw what should have been his first play. He's winning all these jump balls and they're buried in his highlight reel. So but he he's gonna be somebody that's gonna literally jump off the page at you because I, I think he's going to be somebody you can get down the red zone and say, all right, we're going to put a, put the ball in the back pile on Joseph McVeigh 
why don't you make sure you go up and get it? And he will. And so I'm, uh, again, very, very good pickup for Clark Lee, Tim Beck, and this Vanderbilt Commodore offense. So Joseph McVay, big physical target, has a lot of jumping ability, uh, somebody that's going to win the ball in the air, somebody that's going to win contested catches, somebody that's going to catch the ball in tight spots, which in this league you're going to have to. In this league, you're going to have to have somebody that can that could win a 50-50 ball, not only in the air, but like a, on a slant route, somebody that's going to muscle muscle their way into into a catch. And I, I feel like with uh, with Joseph McVay, you're going to get a lot of that. So, again, go watch their huddles, right? I can't show you their huddles. I wish I could. Um, I got a little bit of a... You got a little bit of a slap on the wrist for showing you guys the huddle, the the YouTube stuff uh, earlier in the week. But, hey, I'm sorry. Not sorry. Uh, but I'm not going to do it again because we don't own the video. That's That'd be very wrong of me to do. So... All right, when we come back, all right, we're going to wrap up the show. We're going to talk about some defensive guys, all right? Going to have to be a little quicker because I, I took a little bit of time uh, talking about these portal guys, so we're going to we're gonna have to hustle through defense guys. Luckily, they are uh, – luckily, a lot of them are early enrollees, and we've already talked about them. All right, we'll be right back. All right, FanDuel. FanDuel, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Now, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Welcome back. Our third and final segment here. We're going to wrap up the show talking about some defensive commits. And I'm only supposed to go 30 minutes, but I'm going to go a little bit over time because you deserve it. So this is the Lockdown Vandy Podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate you everydayers. If you're going to continue to be everydayers, I love it. I'm I'm here for it. So, all right, who's going to be the biggest playmakers on this defense? Well, I'm going to start with Jamison Curtis at the linebacker position. He's somebody I talked about in, in a previous episode. In one of my first episodes, Jamison Curtis played at Sarah Land High School in Sarah Land, Alabama. And coaching in Tennessee, why would I know that school? Well, the school they were playing against in week two, Lipscomb, was on our schedule week three. And so we we scouted them, and I saw this I saw this linebacker, this big six foot, two hundred ten pound guy, uh, just wrecking people. Right? He wore number eight, and I was like, oh boy, glad I don't have to game plan for that because he is a menace. And lo and behold, he's going to be a menace on West End because he's coming in. He's an outside backer. Uh, the guy's just a like the guy's just a devastating man he, he he's a he is a pure disruptor that's that's probably the best compliment you can get as a defensive player you're a disruptor he just he's just there all the time he's physical and he has an act for getting the ball out of your hands and into his and then getting that ball from your hands to his hands to the end zone now he's pretty sporty in pass protect and pass coverage as well 
could could stand to use a little bit more improvement in that area, but he's really, really good at the point of attack and against the run. He's really good on special teams too. So Fandy's getting a good one there in Jamison Curtis. I think he's going to factor in very, very early. He's going to make it uh, to where you're going to just see his name being called every single day. All right. Um, you have also uh, somebody like Glenn Seabrooks, which he's somebody coming in at 62305. He is from right down the road at Davidson Academy. He's someone that's going to plug the middle. Uh, he played offense and defensive line. He's going to come in as a defensive lineman. He's somebody that you should get excited about because Vandy needs some presence on the interior. And they need somebody that's going to come in and stop the run and just be a force on the interior of that defensive line. And I think that's what he's going to bring. Glenn Seabrooks is going to bring a lot of disruption. He's going to bring a lot of headaches in, in run game against the run game. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. The defensive ends, we talked about a, a, a good bit of them. I uh, want to mention, uh, well, we did talk about Whit Edwards last week. We talked about Mason Carter. We talked from Jacksonville, big raw talent. We talked about uh, we talked about uh, what's his name, Simeon Bolwer. We we talked about a lot of these defensive guys already in previous episodes. Uh, Callahan Blair, also. Uh, so th- those guys are gonna man. The, the defensive line is gonna be really really good. You know, you had the you had the transfer commits. We got uh, need need a couple more interior guys, I think, to build the depth. But overall, I, I, overall, this position should fare. Very, very, very well. So shout out to those guys. A lot of those defensive guys are going to be early enrollees, which is good for them because they come in and they learn the system. All right. Uh, Jalen Lackey is somebody, and we'll talk about offensive linemen uh, and, and running backs in the rest of the class. There's three, there's three more guys. Uh, if I go into overtime, I can talk about them. If not, I'll save them for a different episode. But Jalen Lackey is somebody coming in from – Snellville, Georgia, South Gwinnett. He's a corner, big guy. Uh, you know, they're all looking for that bigger, bigger frame. He's six foot one ninety. Um, just somebody that I think is going to be a good utility player. He's also somebody that could possibly factor in on special teams. If you look at his highlights on Huddle, he's got some offensive clips there too. Um, but he's coming in as a corner. He's got good coverage skills, good awareness, really good recovery speed and and things like that and he can he can kind of make a difference there for uh for Vanderbilt now they, I'm, I'm watching a play where he they ran they tried to run a switch route and it was no dice All right now he's on offense running the same route nobody can cover he's just fast he's quick he can be two places at once All right And the the number one question you always ask about corners, are they willing to tackle? And I don't know that he has a healthy appetite for tackling, but he's somebody that's not going to shy away from contact either. So um, he's somebody that, you know, you you worry about with a lot of corners, are they willing to stick their face in there? And a lot of them, they find ways to make tackles, but not really make tackles. He makes tackles. He's not going to make devastating bone crushing tackles, but you don't really want your, you don't really expect your corner to do that. You expect him to come up, make the tackle, make a short open field tackle, and that's a success. And that's all he's going to do. So again, 
I think a lot of I think this entire freshman class, because of the way things have shaken out, I'll I'll wrap up with this. The way that everything is shaken out with the portal and the depth that just got completely wiped clean, these guys are going to come in with a with an opportunity, a big opportunity ahead of them to factor in because they're 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 studs and they're going to get a chance to show that early on. And that's probably why a lot of them signed, to be honest with you, because the thought of, hey, I get to play and play right away in the SEC, big deal. So signing day was a a success, and the fact that uh, they added two more pieces in that puzzle makes it even more of a success than it was uh, when I talked about it on yesterday's show. So, uh, we, so that being said, I went over time a couple of minutes. I'll have to make it up. Trust me. There'll be some times where I can make up this time, so no worries there. Um, but we are the Locked On Vandy Podcast. We hope you have a wonderful weekend, a Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm not going to say Happy New Year yet because you're going to see me again before the New Year, but we hope you have a Merry Christmas. We hope you, we hope you be safe. We hope you enjoy your family. And, of course, as always, until next, until the next time we see you, Anchor down, go doors.